Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, back here on the Extra Point Show, Sal Capaccio. Siggy Joe has left the building. Elvis has left the building. We should do that whenever Siggy Joe. No, Siggy had to uh, bolt today, but that's okay because we got a uh, fun hour lined up for you. I don't know how much fun it is to talk about the Sabres now, though, to be quite honest. But Paul will join me at the bottom of the hour. The Sabres will be on the ice skating. Sabres Bruins tonight, 7 p.m., 6 p.m. pregame here on WGR. We're going to get with Tracy Wolfson in a second. You see the story about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Trayvon Henderson of Ohio State? The report is they've allegedly been offered NIL deals that rival first-round draft pick money to keep them at Ohio State for the 2024 season. This whole NIL thing is so crazy to try and figure out, follow. There's so many tentacles to it. It is the accountability, the the tracing of it, where it's all coming from, lots of different things involved with all of this. I will say this though, and I have no problem. I think the, the kids should definitely share in the income and the revenue that's being, you know, put out there and, and what they generate. You know, the NIL part of it, a lot of people can, you know, have at it with, well, the bigger schools and the more money. The other part is it might get really good players to stay in college a little longer if that's the case. Now, I don't know what they mean by the kind of money to, you know, first round pick. That's quite a bit that kind of NIL money Ohio State wow we'll see but that's the report today Marvin Harrison Jr. and Trayvon Henderson allegedly been offered NIL deals that rival first round draft pick money to keep them at Ohio State we'll see where all of this goes a lot of changing landscapes in the world of college sports and someone who knows that very very well is my next guest of course she's gonna be on the sidelines for the Bills and Chiefs Sunday the third straight game the Bills are gonna have the CBS number one team of Jim Nance Tony Romo and Tracy Wolfson. And Tracy joins me on the West Her Hotline. Tracy, always good to talk with you. Thanks for taking some time today to talk about the Bills and this game and anything else. Great to talk to you, too. I was just listening to you talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Hendrickson. And as a Michigan fan, of course, we don't want them to return. Send them on to the NFL. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, that's right. That's right. Listen, I want to ask you about, you you, you know, you've touched all sports. You've covered all these sports, uh, college football. And by the way, uh, my my co-host, Sneaky Joe, had to bolt. We would love to be here with you. We had to leave today. So I just want to tell you, it's just uh, you and I, but uh, Joe would be here normally. I won't take Um, it personally. But but this whole, yeah, listen, the the Michigan thing, the Jim Harbaugh thing, I mean, you, you watch it as... 
you're a Michigan alum. You went to Michigan. And, you know, these are obviously serious allegations at the level of being suspended. But at the same time, people say, okay, well, everybody does it. You know, where do you fall and how do you try to approach it both personally and professionally? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because obviously Michigan's my team. And, and I, but I do work in this business and I understand it. I have a very good relationship with Jim and, and really respect him and, and what he's done at Michigan. And look, I don't know all the details like, like everyone else. I mean, we hear everything, we read everything, but we really don't know what's actually, you know, what actually took place. And if he really had no knowledge of it and this was just happening behind the scenes, well, that's one thing. If he did have knowledge and he was the mastermind behind it, that's another. Um, so I think it's just, a, you know, you just have to separate yourself from that. That will, uh, my loyalty does not change. I am a diehard. And I, as I always say, it's kind of like if we were in these situations, I put blinders on and just focus on my team on the field. And I think that's what Michigan did, um, certainly down the stretch of this season when, when their head coach was suspended and they were dealing with all that adversity. So um, respect the way they handled it as a team because ultimately, you know, it's about the players and the players were not the ones involved in it. Did you think Florida State got kind of hosed a little bit here or do you, do you think the committee got it right? I feel bad for Florida State and those players. I really yeah. do. And we don't know what yeah. type of team they are without their quarterback. And they won games without their quarterback. I understand the competition they played, but you go undefeated as a Power Five conference that's what they ask you to do, and you should be able to get into the playoffs. And I'm not just saying that because, oh, Michigan wants to play Florida State. I mean, that's ridiculous. We played no, TCU right. and we lost. So, you know, don't, don't say that. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. That's right. And they were not allowed in. And I, I, I feel bad for those players, and I, I don't agree with the, um, with, with the call. Well, I gave the exact same sentiment, and I didn't go to Michigan. I gave the exact same sentiment on that earlier this week, so it's all good. Uh, one more thing on college I want to get to with you and ask you. you, you you've, you've followed these sports. You've covered these sports for a long time. It is really, truly a changing landscape with NIL and the transfer portal. And, you know, we just hired a coach at Syracuse. I went to Syracuse, and, you know, yeah. Fran Brown comes in. He was number, the number one recruiter in the country for Georgia. He has no head coaching experience. That's where we are now. You've got to recruit yeah. your own kids. You've got to recruit kids from other schools. You've got to recruit high school kids. You've got NIL. I mean – like, are you sour on it, or hey, do you just kind of roll with it? Like, what's your kind of overall big picture view of the changing landscape and where we are right now? With all this. Yeah, I, I think it's a confusing time. You know, I don't. I think there's a lot of moving parts. All teams, all schools are not on the same level when it comes to all of this. Right. Um, you know, there's not a governing body that's really, you know, doing that for everyone. So there's a lot of. Um, differences depending on how much money you have, how, many, how much NIL you have coming in, um, how big of a school, what your donors, what you want to do with it, how, how you're even just set up in an athletic department for that. So I do think that there's, um, there's just so much out there that it, it's just not on a level playing field. But I do, and I heard you kind of mention it a little bit, I've always been not for paying players, but allowing players to earn revenue in some way. Yeah. They, they are the ones out there, you know, putting their, you know, their bodies, their lives and, and their time and their effort um, to, to make money for schools ultimately and for the universities and, and for these governing bodies. And so I do believe that they deserve some part of it. And I also believe that it would keep them in school longer. And I'm a proponent yeah. for that. Like that to me is the number one goal is getting an education for these student athletes. And if that means that, you know, 
paying them or, or have them having the ability to make some extra money will allow them to stay in school. Great. And oh, by the way, what a learning tool it is for them. They're managing money. They're making business deals. Um, they're seeing maybe what they want to get into after their careers are over. And I think it, and it works from all sports too, which is what I love. So I am a proponent no for it. I just think they have to figure it out. Tracy Wilson on the West Her Hotline. All right, Tracy. So for many, many years, we did not have the pleasure of having Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson in Buffalo. It was a 20-year playoff drought, right? But things changed <laughs> in 2017, and over the last few years, it got more and more frequent. This will be your third Bills game in a row. They had a bye week in there. But it seems like, hey, this is happening all the time. It goes and speaks to the state of the Bills, obviously. But from your perspective, you know, uh, how things have changed for you to be able to cover this team and this organization, what it means to the NFL and CBS to have the Buffalo Bills at this level yeah i absolutely love it you're right i mean it took a little while for us to get there but now that we're there it's one of my favorite cities um to travel to my favorite stadiums to be a part of and and of course the coaching staff and the pr staff and everyone we the players of course and everyone we get a chance to work alongside are top notch and that makes it easier you tend to root for teams you like to work with um, certainly Buffalo is one of those. And, and of course, every time, you know, we're there, it's, you know, a number one top matchup. So you're getting yeah. a tremendous game, a tremendous effort. Um, and, the, you know, just the heightened awareness from everyone outside of Buffalo about what's happening and, and certainly bringing, you know, more eyes to the city and to the team. All right. What is, from your perspective, been wrong with the Bills being at six and six. You've covered this team uh, several games now, been out on the sidelines, watching some critical mistakes here or there. It just seems like they can't get out of their own way at times. What's been the biggest issue with the Buffalo Bills this season and why they're in this particular spot on the outside looking in? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe they just don't know who they are. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, coming into the season, I, I did say to myself, you know, what did they do to get better? Um, in the off season, and we really haven't seen that, right? Like you didn't, no big signing, no big, you know, change, and and where the teams around, you know, the Bills are doing that, um, and I I think that's kind of what they're trying to figure out is who they are, what's their strengths. Um, I think you know certainly we've seen over the last few weeks the change in the offensive coordinator, and I'm not saying whether you know that had should have been done or not done. I'm just saying there's some life, a mm -hmm. little bit more of life infused, um, you know, as Sean McDermott, and we talked about it, you know, the last time we were together about, you know, bringing more energy and life to this yeah. team. And I think that's kind of something that, that was missing coming into this season. So whether that change brings it, we don't know. Um, and then I think, look, anytime you have the defensive injuries that this team has gone through at every level with their top guys, that is going to um, reflect on the field. And, and it's not just the guys that aren't, it's the leadership also that you take away from this team. And I know full well, top teams have great, tremendous leadership on the sideline. And so when you take guys away because they're injured, who bring that kind of leadership, it, it's very difficult. You know, we, we're we going through a time period here in Buffalo, here on this radio program. I get it on my social media feed 
Fans are mad at Sean McDermott. They're wondering if the Bills have hit their ceiling with this particular coach. And I get accused of defending him too much because I always think about where this team came from and what he's done for this organization and the stability they have with Brandon Bean. But I also think I respect and I think it's a fair argument. There's been a lot of one score games and there's been some you know decisions. But, you know, from your perspective on the outside looking in, I'm always you know curious what you think about what this coach is right now, where this team is with him, what he's been able to do and where they can go going forward. Yeah, well, it's a results-style business. That's what it is. So I don't think we could say anything until the season's over and see where they are. Um, And I think the next few weeks are certainly going to say a lot. And there's been a bunch of change, and there's been a bunch of, as we mentioned, injuries. And, um, you know, you can't always blame the head coach. Unfortunately, that is what winds up happening in this business. So I think, you know, the change at the coordinator position is, hey, can, you know, will that be a change, right? That's kind of the first step. And we see, we see this with teams, you know, throughout the league right now. You're like, just make a change and see if maybe that will be the difference. Um, and so, you know, I understand fans of NFL teams and their fury and their frustration. Um, I live in New York. I'm surrounded by Jets fans at all times. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I understand um, you know, I talk my, I have to talk my father off a ledge every single day, um, you know, who, who wants, you know, the he- a head coach fired. And I have to explain that it's more, there's more to it than that. So I think it's, as you know, look, it's a results, you know, style business. And I think, you know, I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll figure it, things will be figured out once the season is all said and done where this team is and what the future holds for it. Let me flip it around and ask you, what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs offense? They just haven't been the same this year and not obviously putting up the same kind of points. They've been leaning more on their defense. What's wrong with their offense from what you see? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone wants to blame the wide receivers. Um, Certainly there's, you know, there's not that number one guy besides Kelsey and you take away Kelsey because that is what you game plan for every single game. And there's just not no continuity. Now, what I do think is great about this Kansas City defense is when they can run the ball and when they can commit to the run, something that they haven't really done in the past with this offense. And you saw it a little late in the, in the season last year, and I always believed this team is better when they can run the football. And now more than ever with the wide receivers kind of unproven, not to say that they're not good because I hate when you know, you're hearing that rhetoric. No, they're just mm-hmm. unproven. They're young. Um, you're seeing Rashi Rice come now and be maybe that number one guy. And he's a rookie. It takes time and takes time to mesh and to gel and to get onto the same page. So, look, I do believe the loss of Tyreek was a big loss. And I understand they made it to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl without him. But mm-hmm. that's one year. And so you make some adjustments and then things change and they lost a bunch of wide receivers. They lost a lot. And so I still think they're trying to find their way. Um, But what you see with this team is not their offense. It's their defense that has been winning games for them up until last week against the Green Bay Packers. So that's a big change. Um, You know, I think when you look at a Kansas City team, that's not immediately what you think of, right? Um, But that's how they have been winning games. Do do you – I mean – Nobody be shocked if the Chiefs ran the table, won the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody would be shocked if the Bills got in the playoffs and wind up getting, right. you know, to, to Las Vegas. Nobody would. But but how do you handicap the AFC right now? Is it is it just hey, just throw throw the dice, put it in a put it in a cup and spit it out, or is there a team that you're looking at and say, you know what, that might be the team to beat, whether it's Miami or Baltimore, or anybody else? It's really crazy to me because you yeah. know 
I think the teams we thought would be in the mix are not, and the teams that are in the mix and the teams that, you know, and then you have Kansas City and you're like, but they don't look like Kansas City. And then you have Baltimore because they're healthy, but there's still so many more games left and you just don't know, like, can they finish strong, which they haven't been able to do? And what can they do in the playoffs, which they haven't been able to succeed in? And then you see Miami who just can't win a big game against the tough team. And you're like, well, they need to be challenged. And, you know, they have Baltimore coming up. I, certainly that will be that will be a big game for them. But, you know, and then, yeah, you expected the Bills right to be right there. Kansas, Cincinnati, you didn't expect Joe Burrow to go yeah. down. Um, nope. You know, we expected those games, um, you know, to be ones to watch. So it is an interesting um, AFC right now. You don't know, and I think that's what we love about it. You, you know, look, I think coming into season, everyone's like Kansas City's the team to beat. They, they are the team to beat until they're beaten, right? And so, but right now, it's all up in the air. No one knows. And I, that's what's great about football and what's going to be great about, you know, these next few weeks leading into the playoffs is, you know, how is it all going to shake out, right? And is Kansas City going to be able to hold on for home field advantage again? Or are they going to have to go on, on the road for once, right? Is Buffalo yeah. this is a huge <laughs> game. Huge. It's huge for Kansas. We, we talk about that here a lot. We have our morning show host, Jeremy White, is he has been hammering home of the fact of how frustrated he is that the Chiefs have never had to play a road game in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> It's unbelievable, and that you know that environment just like if, yeah. if Buffalo hosted, you know, a play, yeah. hosted a championship game. I mean, that environment in that weather, in the cold, yep. it is tough. It's tough to win, and so you know, I don't know, but this game is is going to tell us a lot about where the Bills are and where the Chiefs are. Before I let you go, uh, give us a peek behind the curtain. How does it work for your crew? We get asked these kinds of questions a lot. You know, for me, I'm on the Bills broadcast every single week. I know my schedule. Yeah, there's some flexing involved. How about you guys? Uh, what, when do you know where you're going, how far in advance, and how does that change? Yeah. You know, May is like when the schedule comes out, it's my favorite day of the year. And I yeah. like, you know, you come and you see, like immediately you can tell which games are going to be ours on, you know, on CBS 425s. We get – those games we know in advance because any 425 game um, national game we will be doing. So we can, that's easy for us. And then we can kind of handicap it with the one o'clock of course, until flexing happens. And then we can, we kind of know what's protected, what's not protected, um, what we might lose. But as it gets later in the season, you know, those games change because certainly the teams change. So for example, we have Kansas city, Cincinnati, And the game against that is Miami-Baltimore. Well, we were definitely at Kansas City-Cincinnati until Joe Burrow goes down. And now you have Miami and Baltimore, two of the top teams in the AFC right now. And, like, how do you pass up on that one, right? So there might have to be some flexing on that. Who knows um, whether we'll get that or not. But that's what happens week 18. Of course, we'll never know. That just depends on – you know, what teams are trying to get in and what makes sense for our window. And, um, I mean, we've done, you know, games for the division and we've done games for just seating. So it really, you know, that all depends. But, you know, we basically will know a few weeks out. I think we know exactly where we are up until New Year's right now. Um, And that game is the one game we're we're really questioning on on where we're going to be. But it's good because you kind of, You know, I go into the season and I know the games I'm going to be covering. I don't waste the time to start studying teams that I know I'm not going to see. And it it really does help. I mean, of course, you you keep 
you know, you know the landscape you're watching, sure. you're, you know, reading of everything. But if, if I'm not doing Chicago this year, I'm not doing a deep dive into Chicago. I'm going to focus, and I know I'm going to focus on Buffalo and Kansas City and Cincinnati and Miami and Baltimore. And then you get, of course, on the NFC side, we get, you know, the Cowboys and we got the Eagles a bunch. And that's really about it. You know, the Vikings here and there, um, San Fran we had once. But it really does help the prep in terms of being able to see teams over, over. And it helps your relationships with these teams. No doubt. Bills Dolphins, by the way, week 18, that could be a really big one. You never know. It uh, could uh, be down in South Florida that, for that I, game for you guys. That's going to be that, – that could be a great game. But it's some you don't know where both teams are. They that's might right. both be in, right? They might not yep. be playing for anything. You know, Miami might have the lead in the – so it might just be for Buffalo. Does it have to be early? Does it have to be late? I mean, it's like we sit there. It's Jim Nance's favorite thing to do is sit there and go through the schedule, especially week 18, and try and figure out the scenarios and where we're going to be. There's a game on that, Houston Indy. That could be a really important game. Never did we think that would be our game. I I haven't done a Houston game in forever. You know, I mean, since Bill O'Brien was there, I think. But that could be a really good game for both teams. So you don't know. You're right. No No, wait, is that You got star power, too. In Buffalo or Miami? Uh, the buff- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Well, Miami game is uh, down in Miami. Uh, you guys did the one here in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Hey, listen, this year it's okay for me. We're going We're going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Uh on, on to to do that broadcast yep. of the Christmas weekend, so I get I'll get a little time in L.A. and then Miami a few weeks later. I'm okay this time of year doing that. That's not right. a big, big, big bad deal for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I think. So exactly. so every week I tweet out who's doing the game, and every time I do, I say, okay, Nance Roman Wilson this week. The number one response to me on social media is Hammer Gabe Davis and the over. Just want you to know, <laughs> big game, Dave. Of course, it's crazy. I know you guys. Are, I said to you last week we were at, we were in yeah. Philly, and I said to I walked up to Tracy after Gabe scores. I said I think Gabe has to give you guys a cut of his check and a bonus every time you do his game. He goes off. 
hundred percent. Put them in your lineup. <laughs> you know, definitely bet some money on it. If we're doing the game, big game day, Gabe is going to come out. Uh, listen, thank you so much. Uh, you're so generous with your time. Safe travels to Kansas City. Might be a little bit chilly. Let's hope we avoid some snow, but we're used to that here in Buffalo. But I'll see you on the sidelines. Looking forward to a great call with uh, you and Jim and Tony and seeing you in Kansas City on Sunday. Appreciate it, Sal. I'll see you there. Okay, thank you. Tracy Wilson, always generous with her time. We thank her for uh, joining us here on the Extra Point Show. In the meantime, Sabres take on the Boston Bruins tonight. 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock pregame, and Paul Hamilton joins us next to give us a little preview and talk about the state of the Buffalo Sabres. It's not very good right now. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Paul Hamilton's appearances on WGR brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. And our Paul Hamilton joins us on the West Her Hotline. All right, I love that sound behind you. What's going on right now, Paul? I was going to say, Sal, do you want me to turn the sound effects down here? <laughs> no, you know I love it, man. I love it. What's going on right now behind you? Well, the newest Sabre, Eric Robinson, is on the ice for fans that a lot of fans like to know jersey numbers. He will wear his number 50 yeah. that he wore in Columbus. Uh, actually, okay. right now he was just chatting with Don Granado over next to the wall as uh, the Sabres go through their morning paces here. Uh, some bad news, Rasmus Dahlin, who missed practice yesterday, is not on the ice. So I don't know if he's just resting, if he is a game-time decision, or if he's going to play, but they just didn't want him on the ice. I know he got checked out yesterday. That's why he didn't practice. But Don Granado made it sound like he was okay. Um, we know Uko Pekalukinen is not here. He is still ill. It appears, as what I'm looking at right now, that Devin Levi might get the start in this game, and it only makes okay. sense playing at Northeastern and uh, spend a lot of time here yeah. in the Boston area. So, you know, that that that, that doesn't surprise me in the least that uh, he may get the start today. Well, Paul, we could turn this into a Juan Soto Love Fest interview to make ourselves, ourselves feel better, but we, the reality <laughs> is we got to talk about the Buffalo Sabres and their struggles. So, yeah. boy, oh boy. I mean, Paul, is there a disconnect between what the GM is building and what the coach wants to do or how they're trying to kind of use this group and their talents to play some sort of style? It just seems like everything's a, a really off from what we were told last year and what they were doing. It is. They're actually worse off than they were last year. I mean, you look at the standings there just like they were last year they have to leapfrog six teams it's not the points they're behind it's how many teams they have to get by and every single one of those teams has games in hand on the Sabres Ottawa has six games in hand on Buffalo they're behind the Sabres um, the Toronto who right now is in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference has four games in hand on Buffalo so uh, that that uh, you know it's, it's going to be a very big uphill climb for them to try to get into that playoff spot this isn't where they were supposed to be and I was just looking you know how, how much their power play has improved lately in the last seven games or so they got the fourth most power play goals in the league but I bring it up because what has it gotten them usually if if I would have said before those games are played Buffalo's going to be fourth in the league in power play goals in this time I would have thought they'd win most of them but usually if you win the special teams battle and score power play goals you win hockey games they didn't win any of them you know, so they won the Ranger game. I'm sorry. Uh, so, you know, that that's what surprises me that no matter what, they just and, – and it's a team – I've never seen a team like this that in the same game can play so bad and then so good. But the so bad was so, so bad, they can't make up the difference. 
and that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get behind 4 nothing and you make it 4-3. You had a great chance in the last minute to tie it at 4 on a 6-on-4 in the last game against Detroit. You didn't get that goal, they get the empty netter, and you lose. So that's that's the thing that I just have never seen anything like this. I've never seen a team that is this bad early in a hockey game. This this is something I've never seen before, and it's game after game after game. They yep. just can't shake it. I mean, they're giving up goals almost every game. They give a goal with them for six minutes. I think it is something like that. Maybe I mean, it yeah, just feels yeah, like the, that. It's it's, it's the early last game. On. It's, it's wild against Detroit. You're four, three minutes in the game, one nothing. You're eight yep. minutes in the game, two nothing. You know, and so so here you are, eight minutes into the game, and you already got to make up two goals. Now you can look at it the other way. There's plenty of game left to make up those goals. Oh, yeah, but, but still, I mean, I just but you know, I got to never... play differently a little bit for most of the game. Sure, sure you do, and they the the they have not improved defensively, and that was I mean they're in the bottom of the league in goals against. They're in the bottom of the league in goals for, um, you know, near the bottom, and. You, it's just uh, they, they, they just have the yips. They just don't have the confidence that they can come out and play well to start a hockey game. And uh, until, But there was one exception, and look at that game. By the way, I'm going to interrupt myself here. Robinson right now is playing on a line with Krebs and Oposo, so that looks like okay. what, they, what they may do. Um, but the Ranger game, I mean, they walk in. The Rangers right now are tied for the best record, best points percentage with these Boston Bruins. At that point, they were number one, and Buffalo goes into Madison Square Garden and basically dominated them. But mm-hmm. Buffalo also scored the first goal of that game early. And then that whole changed the whole thing. Oh, we're ahead. We're usually not ahead at this point in the game. And then they went out and played the game they're capable of playing, played the game that the coaches are begging them to play, and once again, I would think would prove to themselves that if they play that way, they're a pretty darn good hockey team. But... Yeah. They haven't been playing that way that often, and you know that it just—I I, don't—I don't understand a lot of what I'm watching here. This makes no sense. This team should not be where it is. There's talent on this team. I'm not buying the uh, pressure. Last year was where they got used to pressure. It was the first time a lot of them have been in a playoff race, and it was to the end. I bought it last year, and I think it was part of you learn how to handle pressure there. This group has been. For two years now, they've played 106 games in the NHL. If you haven't figured out how to play under pressure by now, you're not going to. Sal, it's the same in all pro sports. I mean, after a while, you you have to figure it out. And a year and a half, you should have figured out how to play under pressure. And if you don't, I think you're just a player that's not capable of playing under pressure. Does it get any easier tonight? Sabres are at the Boston Bruins tonight, 7 p.m., is when the puck drops, 6 p.m. pregame here. So so what's the fix? I know it sounds really weird and easy and cliche to kind of say, oh, you know, start the game faster and run a little bit more. I don't know what it is. I mean, I had a coach in high school who would always say, start the game in fifth gear. Don't start the game in second gear. How do you start a game in fifth gear? I'm not really sure what the answer is. Is it as something as simple as doing something different pregame? I don't know, Paul. And then, well, that's the thing. they got to try some different things in pregame, and a lot of people say change the coach. Okay, let's say they change the coach. Does that all of a sudden make these guys think, well, wait a minute, I can play under pressure? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if changing the coach makes these guys better hockey players. Maybe it does. Right. You know, I don't know because they haven't changed the coach. Maybe it does, but I, the, what the coach wants them to do has worked when they do it. But 
you can't ignore the fact that this coach cannot convince them to do it. So you can't ignore that either. So it's, 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 I, that's the thing. This is all new to me. I've just never seen a team like this before that has so much talent, should be so much better, and game after game after game cannot start a game, but maybe midway through or in the third period or in the last minute of the first period, all of a sudden they become a good hockey team. But they're so far behind, they probably aren't going to catch up. I, I just have never seen anything like this. Paul, you just mentioned Robinson and uh, the line he's playing on. Uh, why did they trade for him, and what does he bring? Well, the, you've heard me say, you and I have discussed this many times, uh, and I have with Joe also, that this I don't think this team is constructed correctly. I think they need a line that is very tough to play against, and I'm not talking about fighting. I'm not even necessarily talking about hitting, but a line where the other team goes, boy, I don't want to play against those guys tonight. This is going to be a tough night. I really don't want to go up against those guys. And I thought, you've got one guy in Greenway. Robinson could be another one. He's big, he's fast, and he gets in on the four check in a hurry. He's not going to fight. I mean, you're not going to see him in a bunch of fights or anything like that. If that's what fans are thinking, well, big guy, of course, a big guy shows up and they want him to fight. Uh, for some reason, some people think Owen Power should fight like Rob Ray or something. I, I, and Owen Power could use his size a little bit better than he does. But they didn't draft him to hit. That's not the way the reason they drafted him. But I, I regress there. Uh, Robinson, with his speed, does get in on the four check, and is is really I think. And, and what did you give up? You gave up a seventh round pick, maybe. I mean, he's got to play 45 games with the Sabers this year for the pick to even go into place. Why not try it? He's a guy that fell out of favor in Columbus. And a guy who scored last year 12 goals and 12 assists. If I can get that out of a bottom six guy, I'm happy. If I can get double-figure goals out of a bottom six guy, I've got a good bottom six guy, I think. So I think it, it costs you nothing to try this out and, and to see all right, you've gotten bigger. He is fast. Interestingly enough, he has one hat trick in the National Hockey League. It came last year in February in Buffalo where he scored his only hat trick in the That's NHL. Right. Um, but uh, so I, I see n nothing wrong with this trade. I, 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 it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He, his contract's up at the end of the year. What did you give up? A seventh-round pick. So what? It's, it's the type of player Buffalo needs. If he can fill that need, well, then you got two of them. you got Robinson and Greenway. Now you got to find a center for them. Sabres, Bruins tonight. All right, one more time, Paul. Is it looking like from everything you've seen, Devin Levi, you think? And I'm guessing. Yeah, it's Omar looking more like side. it. Now. I think absolutely it's Devin Levi because he's they're practicing the power play right in front of me, and Comrie's down working with the goaltending coach. So I can confidently say 98% uh, that Devin Levi will be in goal for this game. But I think uh, the fact that Rasmus Dahlin isn't out here might be worrisome. Uh, Allmark, we would think, for Boston, I would guess? They go back and forth. Swayman played last time, uh, so it probably would be Allmark. Uh, this is the group that, you know, Swayman's played 13 games and Allmark's played 12. So they basically, okay. wow. for the most part, go back and forth. This should be Allmark's turn, but I haven't gotten anything definite on that. All right, Paul, well, we'll look for that at PM1717 on Twitter and, of course, at WGR550.com. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. No problem. Take care. All right, that is Paul Hamilton. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with Three Dog Thursday. I haven't given that to you yet today. We'll do that when we come back on WGR.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay. Uh, I had a great start to Three Dog Thursday this year. Haven't had, in the middle, like for a few weeks, it was rough. I had a bit of a bounce back. And then last week, you know, hmm. Well, two weeks ago. I, w- I didn't do it last week. I was off last week. So I didn't give you Three Dog Thursday last week, but two weeks ago. Let's go back to then. I took the Jets on that Black Friday game, and it was over before you knew it. I Lost told you one. it was a bad idea. Yeah. I know. You did. I had the Buccaneers. Who would they play that week? That wasn't uh, – was it the 49ers game? I don't I, – no, that was the week before that. The, then the Bucks. Oh, yeah, was that the – the Colts, I think, they lost two. They lost that one. I did take the Giants. They wound up winning. That was against the Patriots, I think. Which, either way, I was I was one and two. I'm trying. I'm, I might be getting my weeks confused. I have it all written down here. One and two. The last time I spoke, which got me to seventeen and eighteen. So got some work to to make up with here, and and to to make up for, I should say, Josh. You know what happens though is early in the year, I think it's easier because the lines are not quite like right you know you look at teams you're like oh there's value there and then teams in vegas start to figure everybody out so the lines get you know more in line with what they should be and it gets a little harder to do so that's why that's my excuse at least i'm gonna stick to that all right let's start with this week i I mean these are not easy games to pick this week okay i i probably would i think pick the bills i don't pick the bills whether they're underdogs or favorites i don't the bill off the board for me just so everybody knows I just want to leave them away. Don't want to get into that. I'm calling the game here on WGR. So I just kind of keep the bills off the board every week, no matter what. They're just not available, whether they're an underdog or the team they're playing is an underdog. So they are an underdog this week. I would be tempted to take them. In the meantime, the teams I am going to take. Let's start with the Las Vegas Raiders. No, I don't know. I know the Raiders are not that good, but they are getting three points against a Minnesota team that now is finally having some regression with Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. In fact, the last two weeks, Minnesota has scored a total of only 30 points. They were awful against the Chicago Bears. Remember that game, the night game against the Bears a couple of weeks ago? They could not get out of their own way. And look, the Raiders, they're going to play with energy the rest of the year. The Raiders are playing for their new head coach. And the Raiders are playing for jobs right now. I mean, everything's on the table for them. Both teams are coming off a bye. So I'm going to take, and by the way, Minnesota plays close games every week. Whether they win or lose, they play a close game. So, this is a close game. Minnesota could win. I don't know. But I'll take the field goal. I'll take the Raiders plus three against the Minnesota Vikings. This one's going to shock a lot of you. You're going to tell me I'm I'm nuts. But there's a reason the line is what it is. I'm going to take the Bears. Yeah, that's right. The Chicago Bears plus three and a half against the Detroit Lions. Sal, are you nuts? No, I'm not nuts. Has anybody really paid attention to what Justin Fields has done the last couple of weeks? Justin Fields has not been bad. He's been pretty good, actually, the last couple of weeks. He's actually over 70% completion percentage, zero interceptions, and over 160 rushing yards. He's running the ball the way we know Justin Fields can, and he's efficient passing the ball. Not great, but efficient. These two teams played just a few weeks ago. The Bears lost 31-26. to Josh, in that game, the Bears had a 12-point lead with three minutes left in Detroit. Now they get them in Chicago, and the 
the Lions are like the biggest yo-yo team out there. I don't know what to expect from them every week. Their defense is not very good. I think Justin Fields has a nice day in Chicago. I think they cover the spread. They might win outright. It's a tough game. It's a division opponent. I'm going to take the Bears plus three and a half against the Detroit Lions. And then finally, I'm going to take the Denver Broncos getting three points against the L.A. Chargers. Again, close game. The Chargers, the Broncos defense is playing much better as of late. And the Chargers offense has just been putrid. They can't do anything. They scored six points last week against the New England Patriots. I have Austin Eckler on my fantasy team. And I'm being told to not even start him this week because it's been so bad. He's Austin freaking Eckler. And I'm being told by like the fantasy experts, don't start him this week. The Chargers offense, the last three weeks, 6 points, 10 points, 20 points, 36 points over the last three weeks total. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos, who are playing a lot better. Yes, I know they lost last week. That stopped their five-game winning streak. But they're, before that, 29, 21, 24. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos plus the three. So there you go. Broncos plus three against the Chargers. Bears plus three and a half against the Lions. Raiders plus three against the Vikings. What do you think, buddy? I like it. I like the Bears one especially because the Bears just seem like that scrappy team that's got something to prove every week. And, you know, they're in a good position when it comes to drafting and stuff. So, I mean, they don't really need to lose because they have the first overall pick because Carolina just, you know, gave it to them. So I, I, I like I like that one a lot. I like them all, but that that one's my favorite just because I don't know the Bears seem like a fun team even though they're not living up to expectations. R- real quick, who do you like tonight? Uh, the line is nobody. Well, who do you just like tonight? I mean, the nobody. line is plus six. <laughs> I've debated taking the Patriots. I'm like, how can I take the Patriots plus anything with their offense? Right? I I, mean, I I think it's Patriots are getting six at the Steelers. Yeah, I think it's Steelers all the way. I I just I don't see how this Patriots team can do anything. Good. All right. Thanks to Tracy Wolfson. Thanks to Paul Hamilton, Joe DiBiase. We'll be back tomorrow on a Buffalo Football Friday. Sabres Live, up next, followed by One Bills Live and Show Up with the Bulldog on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.